up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. And I'm Abby. Thank you for being here. Abby today. It always uh-huh. just throws me off when you don't say Gail. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you. you guys for tuning in on this beautiful Monday morning in the fall. It's officially fall. It is officially official. It's always like that weird, awkward first like two or like the last two weeks. It's felt like there's the crispness in the air and I'm like, yeah. it's fall. But they're like, it's technically summer. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, is I, anyone sitting there being like, oh, it's been summer lately? No. I Yeah. Not in Boston, at least. I've seen a, a few TikTokers being like, pipe down, it's still summer. But literally, I think the universe was telling me to enjoy these last few days because I went to Starbucks this morning and I wait in line. I didn't order on the app like usual. There's, wow. a, there's a good line. Yeah. I get to the front. I go, can I please have a pumpkin cold foam cold brew? Oh, no vanilla, cream, extra ice. Yeah. The pumpkin cream cold root. So my favorite fall it's drink. It's the best. At Starbucks. Hands yep. down, right? That's my order. No vanilla, extra ice, no pumpkin spice topping, just the cold foam. Make it a double. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. We ran out of cold brew today, but I, but I can make the same thing with coffee. I go, no, thanks. And oh, I just really? walked away. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I think it's the same thing with like. No. 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 The cold brew is 10 times better. I'm not going to pay overpriced coffee for literally just iced coffee. Okay. No. Okay, so it wasn't meant to be. It's all about the cold brew. Yeah. What is the what is the pumpkin spice topping? What is that? Is it it's just like the, the like, powder? Like Maybe like cinnamon? nutmeg or okay. something? Yes. I know what you mean. Yeah. That one's really good. Hot take. What? I'm not a PSL girly. And I know like I want to be because I feel like I'm pretty basic in a lot of ways. But after years of trying it, I actually just think it's a little too sweet, which is so weird. But like, if you just walk into Starbucks and you're like, I'll get a pumpkin spice latte, you know, grande. I think I have to agree. How it comes. I end up like maybe the first sip. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's fall. But then I don't think I ever end up finishing them. And I like sweets, but yeah, it's like too. too, almost like syrupy. For those of you that are thinking like the pumpkin cream cold foam and the PSL are the exact same no. thing. It's not. Oh my goodness. It's no. literally not. No. At they all. are very different. I feel like the pumpkin cream cold brew, it's like just black cold brew, like a black coffee. And then the the pumpkin cream cold foam they put on top, I feel like it's like the perfect amount of sweetness. And then when you yeah. like mix it into your drink, it's, it's, no just, longer it's black. just right. It's the perfect color. I also like the apple, like the oat milk, um, apple crisp macchiato, macchiato thing. Yeah. I like that. I've I never had good. that. You've never had that? No. I think that one's good. The like chai tea cold foam's a bit much for me. It's just like a little, it's a little too, like maybe on a Sunday morning, I'm like, you know, I'm going to just kind of go all out, maybe get a croissant, a chai. But like before work, I'm not getting like the chai with the cold foam. It's just like no, too, too much sugar. I feel like on. that's probably too much sugar. Too much sugar. Speaking of sugar, I'm not diabetic. Oh, thank God. Wait, did we think that you were? Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I know I got blood work today. Oh, okay. So this is an addition to the, but you got the hormone testing done like a month ago, right? So, and And you never really elaborated that much on it. Wouldn't that have told you that or no? Well, it didn't. My coach, I don't know. I got, I got blood work done. And for those that don't know, I have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and a lot of women that have PCOS can get type two diabetes yeah. at some point in their life. Okay. So that's always been like a fear of mine. Well, I'm 
very thankful that you don't have right that. yes it's amazing i feel like a clean slate like maybe i'll get my shit together new, right now new beginnings new be- cheers to new beginnings cheers. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't think I was, but it was. It was definitely on my mind. I'm glad. Did you just get blood work for that, or just yeah, a yearly checkup? Yearly checkup, but for that, yeah. So we never really dove into this so much because we really, you know, followed your gut health journey and like going through the healing process of that. And it was like Giardia, right? Giardia. Giardia. Giardia was like the parasite <laughs> that we've now like yeah. gotten rid of, which is great. And sure then I did. I saw the, it. The ne- Ew, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Didn't need that. But thank <laughs> I'm you. So sorry. And then the um, the <sighs> next step was you were like going to do like hormone testing yep. and kind of. So we never really talked so much about that. What was like the main thing that came from the hormone testing? Like, mm. what were some of the things that came of that just for people who are listening who might be interested in testing their hormones at some point? Um, <clears throat> I think I mentioned the only thing I mentioned about it was the cortisol part. I did mention that which is the stress hormone. Yes, that my cortisol high. levels are highest when I'm sleeping. Okay, which is completely backwards. But I mean, because I have PCOS, it's a hormone disorder. I kind uh, of knew that my hormones were going to be all over the place, and I basically just found out that I have really high testosterone, really high estrogen, and really low progesterone. Um, so you, wait, wait, sorry. You had really high testosterone. Yep. Low progesterone and high estrogen. High estrogen. Yeah. I feel like that's a common. I mean, I know you have PCOS, so it's obviously maybe probably very specific to you. This combination. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot though, like women saying that they're having this combo of like high estrogen and low progesterone. Is that what you think it is? I mean, that's my hypothesis. Okay. I mean, they say they don't they don't know how like PCOS is a thing. Like they don't know if it's like something genetic or where okay. it comes from. But I I mean, I think it's a f- because of birth control. That's which very sucks. I mean, if you think about it, not to get all like weird, but like if you go on birth control when you're still literally developing as like a teenager, yeah. I just don't think that's like probably the best thing but that's okay. just my opinion yeah i mean i think that so many of us when we were in middle school and high school um a lot of people would go to the you know go to the doctors when they're 12 or 13 for and they're like i don't want acne. my period give me something to exactly. get rid of it or like they go on it for acne or they go on it because yeah. they had painful periods or they go on it because they i don't even know like i felt like it was like almost every single reason another one of my friends was going on birth control and then, I mean, this is a ridiculous, I don't think this is why people went on it, but there was even some people that were like, well, it's supposed to make your boobs develop. So, I mean, like, <laughs> which again, that's not, obviously that. that's not the reason, but I um, felt like for, there was like this really big push when we were probably right around like between 12 and 15, where I felt like yep. everyone was going on it. And I actually never went on I'm it. I'm so jealous. I felt like I was like the weird it was like a trend, like not to say trendy, because obviously there were some people that needed to go on it and right. like needed it for certain things that really. It was a cool thing to do as a it kid. It was. It truly was. Something to talk about with your girlfriends. I like, felt a little Are you out. on the pill? Yeah. like I oh, am. Which pill are you on? All the girls on the Ooh, soccer team had their yeah. birth control like, alarms going off. I never had that. And I was FOMO. just like, wait, I felt, I felt weird. 
But now I'm like kind of thankful that I never did. Yeah, I'm super jealous. I mean, not I'm not sitting here like recommending for people to no, go or not to go on birth control, by the way. We're just we're sharing our past experiences. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> people are like, you can't tell people about that. I'm like, I'm literally not telling people to do anything. This is our podcast, our journey, True, our story, our, truth, our opinions, and our, our opinions. truth. And our opinions are right to us. <laughs> And sometimes you may not Wait, like it, so, but sometimes I don't like myself. Okay, so that's okay. So, wow. Wow. <laughs> Accurate. Preach. Um, okay. So for the combination you mentioned though, like yes. did your coach for girls listening who might suffer from low progesterone, high estrogen, high testosterone, what are some things that like she told you maybe to do or like tips? Oh. Like what do you recommend to a girl that might be oh my God, I, going through this right now? I wish I was prepared for this question because okay. I didn't know if they were like off the top of your head, you had something that's been like off the top of my head. Oh my that God. was recommended. Sorry, um, well, she said she did say like um, for cortisol to not be on your phone like an hour before bed. That's a good one. Um, for me... She did say, I don't know if anyone knew this. I didn't know this. I don't really know what exactly this was good for. I honestly get so much knowledge from her that like it's a lot all at once. And sometimes I forget like why I'm doing certain things. Um, but she said like when I'm eating, the first two bites should always be protein. Oh. Because like if you are eating, like even if it's a piece of fruit, like. Okay it's still sugar and it can still spike your insulin. Right, right, right. So, so you if, wanna have something that's not gonna spike your insulin right. with like so, the first bite. So the first two bites should always be protein. Um, the coffee on an empty stomach is really bad. Um, I know, cause I hate breakfast. So what do they say? I'm literally does? gagging at my desk in the morning, eating like freaking yogurt. And I'm like, I'm only eating this so I can have my pumpkin cold brew. So cold they say foam. you really shouldn't be drinking coffee until you have a meal. I've, I've heard yeah. people say that now. And it, I know. it does scare me because I'm the queen of like, I'm like two to three cups deep before I even sniff food. And that's not because I don't want to eat. It's just like my body over the years, I've been so much of like a, grab your coffee, run to work, like type girly. Same. That like the thought of like, you know, being ready to eat. I don't know. I just don't get hungry until like 11 or 12. And by then I've had so much coffee. Yeah. But it's probably not great for you. I, okay. I brought up my thing. So other than all the supplements that I'm taking, there's just like a bunch of foods and little things like remove gluten, like foods to include in your diet, like broccoli right. sprouts, onions, fermented foods. Fermented foods, I feel like it's a big one that I hear a lot. Mm -hmm. Foods that support your liver and gallbladder, beets, bitters, dandelion root, lemon juice, avoid caffeine, eat anti-inflammatory foods, eliminate refined sugars, processed oils, eat complex carbs with dinner to support melatonin and serotonin, eat a raw carrot salad daily. Um, another thing that was interesting is to reset your circadian rhythm. So um, when you're sleeping, you're obviously in the dark all night. And so she recommends like in the morning, first thing to like open the blinds, like even though it hurts, just mm. open the blinds and look outside for five minutes or just go for a walk outside first thing so that your body is like being exposed to sunlight. And then um, the no screens an hour before bed thing. That is one thing I actually do think I do right. Not the no screens. I need, I need to work on that. But um, yeah. I don't sleep with blinds down. You know this ever. I know it disturbs me. I know it's disturbing. Because you're like in this smack dab of the city. 
Yeah, but I'm also high enough up that I feel like I feel like if I was on like the second floor of a building, I'd get a little freaked out because I'm like, is someone looking in here? No, but it's just the city lights. I just, you just like oh, sleep yeah, in light. Yeah, it's just it's just lights everywhere. Yeah. For some reason, it doesn't bother me, but I will say, do you I, sleep with an eye mask? No, I just fall asleep like that. I like think that the city lights and the noises are comforting. That's cute. I know that's weird. My mom can't understand it. Whenever like um, if my parents ever come to stay at my apartment, they're like, "We don't understand how do you, how do you just like sleep amidst I don't like understand the it. lights, the noise, the construction in the morning." I'm like, to me, it's peaceful. I don't know. I don't really like complete dead silence when I'm sleeping, but oh, me, ne- me neither. I guess or complete darkness. Anyways, I think not sleeping with the blinds down might be weird at night but in the morning I the sun naturally going up I do think has helped me become like a pretty sound sleeper huh like I, I'm not saying I like jump out of yeah. bed breaded and bushy tailed that like my first it alarm, definitely probably but helps. I do think that it like helps your subconscious like blackout like curtains I'm pretty sure are like pretty tough on like your brain when you're trying to wake up in the morning oh 100 percent. and i used to have blackout curtains when i lived yeah, at home it's like great on like a sunday morning if you want to just like sleep yeah. till you know noon but yeah okay. all right well thank you for the feedback you're yeah. so welcome i haven't seen you you were very missed this weekend oh you were in new york i know i missed you guys it was it was weird without you i'm not gonna lie really yeah. okay that's like a weird thing to want to want no, like to the feeling of being missed. Like I shouldn't want that. Like I shouldn't crave that. But like you just saying that made me so happy. I was like, wait, people cared. People oh my noticed. god! Of course we noticed I you just, were gone. It was like something was missing in oh, our friend group. Well, that's really sweet. But you know what I mean, though. Like if someone was like, oh no, we had such a great time. I mean, we did. No, no, but we missed it. I know you did. <laughs> I'm not saying I want you to have a bad time, but when if you know, like you didn't go somewhere and people were yeah. like, "Oh my god, like you weren't there," like I, I completely forgot. Like <gasps> I had such a great time. Like, I'd be like, "Yeah, <gasps> that's so mean." Yeah, but anyway, so you had a fun time. It was our really good friend Janine's birthday. Yeah. So there was a birthday party. I was um, nervous for a second because of Hurricane Lee. Yeah. Because it was supposed to hit on the day of her party. I know, and then it didn't and it, happen. And it, yeah, it just went out to sea. It just pivoted. Just pivoted. Like it should. But dude, I, okay, bef- let, let me back up. Oh. Friday night, we, Mr. Man and I we had a third wheel. Any guesses who it was? Not my, not my boyfriend. <laughs> not him. No, God, no. No. Couldn't, never. Couldn't, couldn't be. Couldn't, couldn't be, be him. He um, would never invite himself to one of you guys' dates. No, 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 no. Never. never. It wasn't even a date, but basically, so did, I. Did, did that actually happen? I yeah. actually have no idea. I'm yeah. just obviously assuming yeah so i was on newbury street friday and mr man was going to meet me so i was on newbury street oh also i'm back at semper laser that's why i was on newbury street because they just opened a location like a couple months ago it's traumatizing dude okay i i just want to say i am never going halfsies on a bill a dinner bill ever again with mystery man after what i went through at oh, the laser I place. I didn't know what you were trying to drive home at. I but now landing I the plane. Okay, honestly, Abby, I'm ha- I'm not happy that you're going through this, but I'm I am happy you're going through this because <laughs> it's so when we both it. were doing laser, obviously we both were doing the underarms, but yeah. the Brazilian is so much worse that I like I like wanted you to understand. I'm like you don't get it, like because you were like, oh my appointment's like 
whatever. Like I go in for them once every six weeks and I was like, they're so traumatic. I hate them. Like I'm dreading them. I I would have to like mentally psych my, I would be like psyching myself out when I get there and she's like, you're anxious. I'm like, I know. And you were probably like, why? And I'm like, because the Brazilian is so much worse. Yeah, it was something else. And like, I just, you know, being a girl, we've said it a million times, it's expensive, it's time consuming. Yes. The things we do to look good in a bathing suit, Not like, I'm never going half seas. Mr. Man, that is your uh, advance notice. So you went there. Yep. Oh, okay. So I was there for that humbling experience. Yeah. And then the boys met me on Newbury street. Mm-hmm. And so we were just like going to grab dinner or something. And then, so we went to Joe's on Newbury street. Cause where the frick else would we go? If not Facha, Michael's wasn't like, my decision. And Michael's like Joe's on Newbury street is the, one of the best restaurants in Boston. It's literally I'm garbage. Like, are you- <laughs> <laughs> like their food. I don't I like will it. say the views and the people watching is yeah, like no, it's super, a vibe. I just wish vibe. they, I don't know. We're just a little bit better, but that's just my two cents. Okay. Um, so I was kind of feeling myself at dinner. And so like, we didn't want to go home after like, we all had a little buzz going on and we're like, all right, let's keep this party going. Oh, and so Michael recommends that we go to pinkies on Newbury street. Wait, I didn't know about any of this. That's fun. H- have you been? Yeah, yeah, we, him and I went for brunch one day, but we didn't go, like, to okay, so drink or anything. I wanted to bring it up because I wanted the baddies to know that there's, like, a cutie little bar on Newbury Street called Pinkies where, like, it was a vibe. Like, I don't know what time we it's, got there on a new. Friday night. It's pretty new, yeah. It's so new. It's such... They were playing the best throwbacks. Their music playlist was fire. They're, they have fun drinks or whatever. And we just sat at the bar. It was so packed but somehow like as we got there three people were getting up so we just like sat down at the bar but like it's it's small it's cute it's intimate it's a vibe i want to go there more often we need to give michael more credit because <laughs> no i'm not or kidding do we? well no maybe not <laughs> i don't know if he's listening to this but if he is if he's not we need to give him more credit <laughs> because i feel like the past few finds we found the past few finds we've found <laughs> Are like his recommendations. Like he's what was the, the one last who, one? He's the one who found Porto. He found oh, Pinkies. True. And every time Don't he, tell the baddies about Porto. Well, no, I know. But he like told <laughs> he would like text me and be like, I feel like you and Abby would like this place. Like about both Aww. places. And he was right. I was like, Well, not not too shabby. Damn. But good. Okay, so yes, definitely go there. Yes. For a Such night a out. I still am like a big oak room girly. Like I think if you're okay, so if you're single and you're in Boston and you don't want to get like your drink spilled on you at um, like a causeway or like a Southie bar or something. But you're like, I kind of want to meet like a cute boy. Where do I go after work? I think like a pinkies um, Oak long room and bar, like somewhere like that. I feel like that's where like the, the men go. Like the people with jobs oh, yeah. go there. Oh yeah. It's or good, even like an envoy in the summer at like five thirty six PM. Good place to scope out some boys. Yeah. That is for sure. Facts. But I, okay. Okay. Fast forward to Saturday, Janine's birthday party. Um, we see our good friend, Zach. Mm-hmm. You guys know Zach. We've had him on the podcast. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. He just bought a house at auction. Yeah. And so for those of you that don't know, like when you buy a house at auction, you don't know what you're getting. Mm. So he bought a house that has squatters. squatters. I know. And I didn't know how many rights squatters have in the state of Massachusetts. And I am perplexed. Oh, yeah. They have a lot. A lot of, a lot of it's rights. insane. 
I know. It's insane. Crazy. I don't know what the rights are, but I just know they're not easy to get rid of. I don't know what the rights are, but I just know that there are a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. No, I learned thought. so many things. I also learned um, what a sneak theme is because we did a sneak theme at Janine's party. Mm-hmm. That was Michael's doing again. Friday night, he decides to text Lindsay Everyone. and say, What's the sneak theme? We're doing a sneak theme. It was all white. Okay. Yeah, Michael does like to sneak theme. That was my first ever sneak theme. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. For those of you that don't yeah, know, I was gonna tell say, them. Yeah. Well, we used to do this thing in college, um, our group of friends, where we'd throw like a, a huge party and we'd have a bunch of people there. And then we were like, oh, let's sneak theme it. So that's basically when there'd be like the, the people throwing the party. So let's say there was like, you know, eight of us, like four, four girls, four guys, whatever. We'd be like, all right, we're going to sneak theme like 80s workout this like mm-hmm. this night so we'd like wear these like outrageous like 80s workout outfits and then everyone would show up at the party and there'd be like 100 <laughs> people there clothes. and everyone's like wait why are you guys dressed like that we're like wait you didn't you didn't hear about the theme <laughs> it's like so stupid but we'd end up having like the best nights ever and we'd always pick like the most ridiculous themes i would so i would see 80s theme. 80s night being less than 24 hours notice so that'd be hard to pull that'd off. be hard to pull off that'd but the white theme off. always fun it I felt that. it felt good because it was past labor day I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So PSA baddies do a freaking sneak theme at yes. your, well, I was going to say next, holiday party. At your next event. But that's Halloween. Halloween's coming up. Yeah. You can't really sneak theme Halloween because no, it's like everyone's sneaking. Everyone's sneak theming. <laughs> How was your weekend? You were in New York. Yes. I was in New York with my family. It was so fun. It was upstate, not the city, but right. yep. still so fun. Um, we actually went to an event with my church. So there was like 200 people there. The topic was shalom, which means peace, Aww. which is needed in my life. So it was good. Good vibes. I love that. We got back Sunday um, and yeah, just like did laundry and like got ready for the week. I really need like my Sunday afternoon peace. Now shalom. that it's no longer Sunday, you don't want to get Sunday dinner with me anymore. No, no, I do. I love that. <laughs> but that's still peaceful to me. What's not peaceful is like running all over the place. Like yeah. you're stressed out or you're hungover and you're in bed all day and there's dishes. That's a horrible feeling. Those days are behind me. I don't remember the last time I was hungover. Ooh. Honestly, it's it's freeing. It is. I'm trying to think like what we have coming up that warrants getting drunk. I don't know. I may never get drunk again. <gasps> I, I like, I've realized I like feeling good, which is a crazy, crazy. Oh my God. I don't know. All right. Well, I'll try to be a supportive friend about that. Anyways. Yeah. Like you're like a huge, like, you, like you're a big drinker. I'm like not even a big drinker, yeah, but I'm like, you have like one drink. Um, okay. Let's dive into drunk deets. Okay. Uh, before we dive in, we have some juicy things this week, but this week, the Kardashians return for another season Ooh. and the Golden Bachelor is premiering. And I am just so happy about this. Like you have been excited about this. I'm so excited. I, I don't, don't know. I just like, I, I told you this before. Yeah. I don't want like weird, like, I just don't want like the smooching and the making out and stuff out of anyone, people our age, people like at I'll any screen age. it for you and let you know. I'll okay. circle back and let you know. I just don't want to see people in their 70s like making out. No, that's super the beach. fair. I think that's fair. But the roster for the Golden Bachelor, like there are some baddies no, on I'm that sure roster. I'm sure there is and I'm sure it's going to be iconic. But It's going to be amazing. But like, I'm just so glad the Kardashians is premiering because I feel like they've been so quiet. Like the only thing they I've have. been hearing is like Kendall Jenner is like back canoodling with bad bunny i'm like i don't, I don't care like, i don't care about that she's boring i'm sorry kendall's beautiful but she's boring you yeah. can't have it all you can't have it all 
You can. <laughs> you either have to be like fun and funny and like, you know. And have trauma. No, I don't. <laughs> that's why you're funny. I don't even know that's, that's where I was going. But whenever they get eerily quiet, I always wonder like, what is What's Chris going on? cooking up? Like, what is she working on mm-hmm. that like everyone's going to start talking about them again? But okay, so that's coming out. Yeah. We have that week. to look forward to. Yay. So hopefully we can talk about the Kardashians again because it's been a minute. Yes. But that's okay because we have Miss Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey making headlines. If you guys don't know who Travis Kelsey is. I don't like two first names. Travis Kelsey. It's a red flag. Sorry. Oh, I was like two first names. Well, they have to have a first name. But you're right. It's it's K-E-L-C-E. The last name. That's less first namey. Yep. Less. So he's a tight end for Kansas City Chiefs. Don't ask me what a tight end is, but he plays football. Um, (laughs) He plays the game of football. Not soccer. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. The American football. <laughs> he plays the American football. Um, okay. There's been alleged dating rumors, and I wasn't going to entertain it until his brother, Jason Kelsey, oh. center for the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Um, Look at you just spin. I know. Spin. <laughs> I know. This is a sports podcast. Didn't it's you guys a sports know? sports podcast. Um, he started to speak about it and I was like hmm he's honestly got me in a pretzel because he said in an interview on some radio show like basically like he was asked about them and he said it's hard to answer because I don't really know what's happening with Travis's love life but having said that I think they're doing great and I think it's 100% true and then he goes no I'm joking I don't even know what's happening so I'm like sir don't play with us us. he is Jason knows what he's doing Jason does know. Like, is he just like, I don't know. Jason knows. I also think that's like a weird move for an interview. I get it. I get why the interview asked. But like, I don't know. Maybe like get Travis on and ask him yourself. Like, why are you going straight for the brother? That's weird. Going for t- I kind of like that the brother had some fun with it, though. True. But do you think like Travis like coached him on what to say? Yeah, maybe. Because like, do you think this is true? I just feel like. Everything that like Taylor Swift does is calculated. So oh, either obviously. it's like not true and they're just trying to like distract us from something else that's going on or like it is true and the brother just kind of like spoke out and like didn't clear it with like all of their publicists and shit. I don't know. Whatever. I do want to like note oh. <laughs> that these dating rumors. Yeah. I don't think these dating rumors are like that serious i think just because a celebrity is seen in public with an like another person doesn't doesn't mean they're like boyfriend girlfriend or on the like on a roadmap to dating that's a good point i also someone explained it like this um a few weeks ago where they're like do people understand that like celebrities go on dates true too like I think sometimes we see like two people together and we're like, oh my gosh, they're dating their boyfriend and girlfriend. What does this mean? Like, what is their ex going to think? What are their kids? Like, it gets crazy. Yeah. But we forget that like the average, you know, single person who isn't famous is, you know, going on dates, meeting people. You know, I go on a date with this guy. Like we got dinner once when I date with someone else. Like it's not that deep, but because it's a celebrity, we just assume it's this crazy thing. Yeah. Like you can just go on a date or you can like talk to someone and then realize like, oh, I actually don't really like them that much and then stop talking to them. And it doesn't have to be a relationship. And it could literally just be like a friends with benefits type thing. And like 
Newsflash, Taylor Swift is human. Like, she just got out of a long-term relationship. I highly doubt she's looking to get into a new relationship. I like, I, I don't know. She's allowed to be, like, a normal girl in her 30s, like, just looking to have fun. Like, it's not that deep. I'm sure, like, whatever. She definitely is on. a relationship girly, though. She like, definitely is. But, like, do you think she's, like, actively looking for a boyfriend? I think she's actively looking for... um I shouldn't even say it. Say it. People are just going to hate me. And anytime we talk about Taylor Swift, like we just know people are either going to call us ugly or stupid. It's good for views. Um, I think she's actively looking for content for her next music, which is genius. Like I would do the same thing. If every single time I dated someone famous and like endured some sort of a heartbreak, I made, you know, millions of dollars, like bring it on. Dude, the, the Swifties the are so creative. I wish I like wrote one down or like screenshot of them because I saw some girl make a TikTok like predicting. Like obviously I don't think she was being serious, but like she came up with some really good song titles that like Taylor Swift could have made like in the future, like playing on like the fact that he plays football. Oh my see, people need to I know. That's scary. I know. Like we're now okay. I know. Anyways, let's move on. Anyways, That's um Taylor Swift is also like just a girl's girl. She was spotted yeah. out with Sophie Turner in New York City arriving at Temple Bar this past weekend. Ah, wait, I love that place. I've never been. Is it fun? Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, they were um Spotted arriving together, linking arms, which we just love to see. I, if you guys didn't know, Taylor Swift used to date Joe Jonas back when she was literally oh, 18. Oh my gosh, teardrops on my guitar. Yes, wait, how did I just forget about that till this moment? Because it, he's the reason for the teardrops on my guitar. The only one that, oh my gosh, it's so good. And then and he wrote the song, sorry, sorry, go what, on. What song did he write about her? When he was like, Got a rep for breaking hearts. Now I'm done with Okay, well, I kind of hate Joe Jonas now. Guitar. Because uh, an old interview of Taylor Swift, like, low-key talking about him, came up from the Ellen show about, like, how Joe Jonas broke up with Taylor Swift in a 25-second phone call. Yeah. When she was 18. And I'm yes, like, it was ew. Good, yeah, but they were also, like, teenagers. Like, <sighs> sure, that was, like, stupid, but... I don't know. I'm pretty sure I like, texted someone to break up with them once when I was How like, old is Joe Jonas? 15. Because Joe Jonas age. Okay, so he's only... Okay, so he was probably 19. Because, yeah, like he was just like stupid, which I... It's whatever. True. I shouldn't hold things... You're becoming more and more of a Swifty as... Dude, as I know. It's so on. annoying. But like, whatever. So Sophie they're Turner. just like teaming up the classic, like yeah. team up with the ex, we don't need him type vibe. Yeah. Cool. I would Fun. love to be a fly on the wall. I still don't really know what's going on and... It's like his camp has been very, very outspoken about the divorce and she hasn't really said much. I don't really know what's going on. I I think that in this situation, I'm just going to stay silent and see if the pieces fall. Where All I know is, is that I'm sure nothing came from that little hangout, that girls night with Taylor. I'm sure Taylor helped her concoct the best, the best story, the best route Plot to go about line. this. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I, I think something will come from this little genius. girl's night. Speaking of genius dynamic duos, so Color Daddy season four premiered with Alex Earl. And I feel like this is what we've been all waiting for for like a year yeah. now, ever since Alex Earl got on the map and was asked to talk about her breakup with Tyler Wade. Um, I don't know why I just paused so long. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Comma she, Wade. She said, she was like, I'm not going to talk about what happened with my breakup unless I can go and call her daddy. And then crickets from Alex Cooper. We were wondering why she never had her on the show. We were like, why wouldn't she capitalize on this? But the whole time they were kind of working on something bigger behind the scenes. And this is the first time they actually did a full episode together. I did not listen to it. You did. What were your overall thoughts? How do you know I was going to ask if you listened to it? Oh, no, I didn't. I just like, I, I can't. I needed a mental break from the toxic. It's good toxic. That's fair. <laughs> I will. Okay. Let me start off by saying I enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. Fun. I thought it was fun. I thought it was flirty. Oh, I think they're both very entertaining people. For sure. And together, they're a force to be reckoned with. Amazing. Let me just preface that. But okay. I do have a bone to pick, obviously. Because I'm, I'm, I'm Miss Negative Nancy. <laughs> no, I feel like you're just like easy, easily satisfied. I'm a realist. Yes, you are. You're not an idealist. I will say, I think Alex went so in-depth about her family and the whole Ashley Dupree scandal, who is now her stepmom. When she was in second grade, that's when it all happened. Yeah. And then right after, they go in-depth about how this, like, affected Alex as a child, which I don't doubt for a second that it negatively impacted Alex. Like, I can't imagine going through something like that at such a young age and, like, watching my mom go through that. Like, horrible situation. But I do think that they kind of painted this sob story... Mm, to excuse any bad behavior not to excuse I guess kind of to excuse but it's like okay we're gonna talk about this and then we're gonna change gears and that's when Alex Cooper asked Alex Earl about the whole Braxton Barrio situation and I'm not kidding they spent two seconds on it and I think it was just calculated to me which why am I surprised? I shouldn't be. I mean, this is Alex Earl and Alex Cooper. We're talking about everything that they do has a, a massive team behind them, like literally telling them, yes, no, maybe so. Like, yes, you can do this. Um, right. So when she brought up the Braxton thing, was it about the Sophia Culpo scandal yeah. or was it about the more recent um, Alex Earl alleged like cheating on Braxton rumors? It was about the whole Sophia Coppola thing. And okay. like, is Understood. she a homewrecker or whatever? So what was said about that? Obviously, she said, no, he was not with Sophia at the time. She was like, if you know me, like, I would I would be all over that, like, asking for receipts and, like, basically saying, like, I know what it's like to go through that. Like, I know what it's like when there's unfaithfulness in a relationship, especially when there's children involved. Not that there was in this situation. Yeah, and for, like, but a home to be wrecked. Yeah, sense. like, yeah. she knows firsthand, like, how horrible that is. So, like, no, I would never do that. It was very brief. And that's all she said on it. It's all she said. Okay. I do think there's a possibility that she is saving the real tea for her own podcast, which airs tomorrow. By the time that this comes out, it'll be out. But I haven't listened to it. So I don't know what she's going to speak on it because she did like promote her first episode being like, am I single? Question mark. Like. But she said she is on Alex's podcast. She did? Yeah, she was, Alex Cooper asked, are you single? She said, yeah. Oh, interesting. So why did they break up then if she didn't cheat on him? Why did Sophia? No, why did Alex and Braxton break up? They're not. They're still together. Oh, but yeah. she's just saying she's single. Like, they're not yeah. exclusive. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Gotcha. So, I don't know. 
I don't know. I thought it was a good episode. I did think it was a little bit underwhelming in terms of tea. I will say there was like, obviously it's Call Your Daddy, so like we can expect this, but there was like all that raunchiness. Yeah. That like, I just didn't think it was needed. Like yeah. Alex Earl even said like, oh, I've never talked about this before. And I'm like, okay, well, like why start now? Yeah, maybe you don't have to. Maybe like, you maybe, don't have to. Maybe don't. I think <sighs> this is just like a hot take. I don't know. I used to listen to OG Caller Daddy. I was also, you know, 23 at the time. So different perspective. I understood the dynamic for sure. And I think it was obviously they were really smart, really funny, all this stuff. I do feel like these days, sometimes like the, you know, kind of like more like sex related stuff that Alex talks about. It's like she's trying to keep that side of it alive. Mm hmm. But it feels a little forced. Like she is now, like she's engaged, engaged to be married. Mm -hmm. um, she is in a serious relationship, like living a more stable lifestyle. Like she's not going out and like partying the way she used to, like hooking up with athletes, like cleat, like what was it, cleat chasing. Like she's not mm -hmm. doing that stuff. So before, maybe it was like a part of her life, and they talk about it, like her and Sophia would. And now it's like. I don't know. I feel like it's like she's just trying so hard to like keep that side of it because she's like that. This is why everyone first fell in love with me is because I talked about all this like inappropriate like locker room banter that girls just like didn't talk about before. But it's like it's okay to like grow up and to evolve. Like you don't need to keep doing that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like the last few episodes I've listened to were <clears throat> maybe if it, it gets brought up, it gets brought up. I almost feel like it's like forced into the episodes and I'm like, hey, we would we would be fine without that. Like that's that what I just... felt like. I felt like this little segment, like asking like, oh, what's your favorite position? Like, yeah. what's this with that? I yeah. felt like it was forced. And like, I don't even think that like Alex Earl was like, like 100% comfortable with it. Yeah. And she's obviously a, like, you know, really young. And obviously like, her life is on the internet, but that doesn't mean you need every part of your life to be on the internet. And I think right. it's, I mean, we see it happen time and time again with people where it's like, oh, well, your life's out there or, well, the people expect this of you. And it's like, you can say no. You can be like, you know what? I actually don't feel comfortable talking about this stuff. And I would kind of respect the heck out of that. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I know it's not like a huge age difference. Like Alex Earl is 22. Alex Cooper is 28. Yeah, I, think. I guess that's not 28. That. Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking is that like, your early 20s versus your late 20s, I don't know, maybe as a listener, like I'm also closer in age to Alex Cooper. So like, I just don't find those things entertaining anymore. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I don't really care. Yeah, like, I don't really care. I think, I think the like- Like the college age, maybe. Yeah, like I think like maybe people closer to Alex Earl's age would be like fine listening to these things. But like for me, it's not entertaining. I do think it's like fun- to like hear about like, oh, like this athlete, like she was like alluding to like a really good Miami Heat player, like sliding into her DMs. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's like fun. Tea. That's more like tea though. Yeah. Like yeah. that's tea. Like that stuff. Like, In like depth, like explicit details. I just don't really yeah. need to like be driving into work on like a Tuesday morning <laughs> listening to that. <laughs> Maybe no. that's just me. But um, yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. I definitely think to your point, probably a controlled narrative, probably a reason behind it. I also am thinking like it was probably much more of like, let's give a backstory to this girl that everyone's been right. like obsessed with on the internet. And then let's launch into her podcast where maybe she'll, she'll give more details. I'm not really sure, but. So she does say like, she only wants to have like her close friends and family on her podcast. Like she's not going to have like, I think like guests. normal guests. Um, 
But I did think it was kind of random. Like the whole point of the episode was they started off in New Jersey. So like they met Alex's family, like went into like her home that she moved in when she was in middle school, um, went to her high school and sat on the bleachers or whatever. But I feel like I would have liked more of that because right after that, they went straight to Miami Mm -hmm. and then like did like a get ready with me where they sat down and talked for a while. And then they like went out in Miami. Um, but I would have liked to see more of like the hometownness because I feel like, yeah, we like got to literally meet her family for two seconds, but I would have liked to like hear more from her family on like yeah. how this has been like with her blowing up. And like, yeah. I mean, Alex went into it a little bit like about how her family's been super supportive and like her family doesn't understand it. Like, why is she on the news? Like, why yeah. is like everyone in town coming up to us? Like, I don't know. I feel like they're more like into it than we like. Doesn't her dad like he's involved in like the management of? Oh, he owns like a construction company. I think. Yeah, I know, but like I'm pretty sure his her dad is like connected with someone who's like her manager and is like pushing all this. Like I actually think, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a rumor, but I feel like they're more involved, or at least I feel like her dad's more involved in it than. Yeah. Maybe meet CI. Well, both her stepmom and mom both have TikTok now, which oh. I just think is so funny. Yeah. That's why everyone was speculating that there was going to be a reality show, but Alex Earl squashed that rumor. She was like, my my younger sisters are so young. Like, I just want to like let them have their innocence and yeah, not subject that's, them that's to that. Yeah, that's a lot to put on someone. I feel like following yeah. you around all the time. That's crazy. And then Sophia Culpo was also recently on a podcast episode with her older sister. Not Earl. recently. Literally today, same day that the Alex Earl episode dropped. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't either. And she was on there with Aurora, her oldest sister, who yep. was like basically asking her for her perspective on everything that happened with Braxton and um and Alex yeah so Aurora Coplo and Chris and Gaffney have a podcast called Barely Filtered if you guys want to go listen to the episode um but I did listen to it I will say Sophia can talk really <laughs> yeah she can talk she should have her own podcast I think she'd be really good at it Honestly. It's funny because, like, I never, watching the show, like, she doesn't seem like the one that would be as talkative, maybe. Yeah. But you're right. I feel like she I does. I like her. Yeah. I do like her. I do follow her on Instagram. I follow her on TikTok. I like her content. I think she's a, a nice person. Obviously, I don't know her. But I feel like she said a lot without saying a lot. Mm. Like, there are times when, like, There's I had power to. power in that. I know. I, I, I feel bad even saying that. But, like, there are times when, like, I would just, like tune out and like oh. have to like rewind because I wanted to like actually get the full story of like what but it was just like uh come on like she was saying a lot of words but they you're like okay what was the actual gist or the point that you were trying to make kind of okay. and like I don't know maybe I'm hypocrite because I do that a lot you did but. say though that um her perspective on everything sounded like pretty positive right like yeah. it wasn't like a so, negative like oh what was me type vibe yeah, like she wasn't playing victim by by any means. Um, Aurora did ask Sophia, like, do you hate Alex Earl? Like, what are your thoughts on Alex and Braxton right now? And she basically was saying, like, she hated how the internet, like, pinned the two against them. Like, it was Alex versus Sophia. And she said, at the end of the day, he's the one that had the loyalty to me. I've been accused of being the other girl before, before. And I will say I went and did everything in my power to prove that this was never the cause or case, because that is what you do when you find out you're the other girl. She might not have been aware. Who knows what was said, but I actually reached out to her 
in July when like this was all blowing up and said, hey, I just want to say I'm really sorry this is turning into a girl versus girl. You don't owe me anything and I really hope he's better for you. And she was saying like, I just didn't want her to think that I was starting a war. And I guess Alex did answer and like agreed like, yeah, this is crazy. This needs to stop. Um, So I kind of felt like her narrative did change in this interview. It did feel like a little bit more of a positive outlook. I don't know if that's because she now has a boyfriend mm. and like, she's in like a healthier spot mentally. Yeah. So maybe easier. she's not like harping on it. Yeah. Like the best way to get over someone is to get on the phone whatever. So well, now, or maybe she's just like moved on. But like a lot of people are like, well, why are you still talking about it then? Oh, you know, I mean, okay. People always say that, but it's like, if you're on a podcast episode and someone's asking you about something, but why now? Why no, now? I agree. Maybe because she's like now on the other a, end of it. Yeah. Where she yeah. can talk about it That's from like true. a rational and she has talked about it here and there. Like I think on her Instagram and stuff, like small, like two minute long snippets and stuff. Yeah. She's been pretty vulnerable, but I do think she was in a fragile spot where maybe Definitely. now she's kind of able to have um, like more of like a 2020 perspective of like, all right, I'm looking back and I'm like recapping this versus like I'm going through it and I'm an emo- I'm emotional. True. But it does sound like, I don't think she's like fully forgiven Braxton for what he did. I like the fact that she's not blaming Alex and I like the fact that she reached out to Alex saying that. I think that's super mature because it's so easy to initially, like, even though no one wants to do it, a lot of people do blame the other girl. They'll blame the girl and they mm-hmm. don't blame the guy. So I think her doing that and like her being the one to take the step to reach out to Alex, I think is very mature. But don't you think Alex should have been the one to reach out? For sure. Yeah. But Alex is also like, you know, she's pretty young. Like, I don't know. Maybe she thought that Sophia was a tie. I don't know. Whatever. That's just me. I think Alex should have, but I respected the fact that it was Sophia. Um, but I also think that this whole thing just is kind of like a good like segue into kind of like a continuation of what we talked about last week. And I think this ended up being kind of like a little mini series that like we didn't really intend for. But last week we talked a lot about, you know, harboring resentment and anger and not giving people power over you, like not allowing someone to have power over your emotions and not just being filled with bitterness and needing to like let go so that that other person doesn't have power over you. And I feel like we didn't really talk as much about like how to do that. And I feel like how you can do that is by like, by forgiving someone and just like how important forgiveness is. Not only for yourself, but like, no, it is for yourself. That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. No, I think you're, you're so right about that. I think that sometimes like we have this stigma about forgiveness where it's almost like, and I, I don't know if you've been here, but I know I have before where someone's wronged me and you know, you're like, you know, you grow up and people are like, you have to forgive, 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 whatever. And in my head, I'm like, no, I don't want to forgive them because they wronged me. I want them to know that they wronged me. I don't want to let it go. I don't want to move on because they don't, they don't allow, like, I don't want to let them off the hook that easily. Like they hurt me. They should know that they hurt me. I should be allowed to hold on to this resentment and this anger. And I shouldn't just let them off the hook. That's soft. That's weak, et cetera. But it's funny how backwards that actually is because what's the point? Kind of like what we talked about last week. All that's really going to do is, is hurt me. And I feel like I've been caught in these loops of like not being able to get over things because I wasn't able to forgive and I wasn't able to forget. I also think there's like forgiving other people and forgiving yourself. Yes. I feel like thankfully 
recently. Like I haven't had to forgive people, but definitely in my past, like definitely, definitely a lot of forgiving, but mostly just having grace with myself and forgiving myself has been one of the hardest and biggest things that I've had to learn as an adult because there's been so many sleepless nights for things that I've done or said that, you know, I regret. And if you don't forgive yourself, you're just going to be at war with yourself. Eat you alive. It literally eats you alive. And so I've had to learn like to forgive myself because if I don't, I'm just going to be in my own personal hell. But other people have that same effect on you, if not worse. I'm so glad you said that because, or I'm, I'm not glad that you've gone through that, but I'm glad you touched on it because I was thinking about that as I was kind of thinking about this episode is like, there's two types of forgiveness. Like there's forgiving others and there's forgiving yourself. Mm-hmm. And they're both so important. If you can, sometimes I find it to be easier to forgive someone, someone else than it is to forgive myself. Yep. And then I also think that the way that it manifests, um, like there's been times in my life and, um, I don't know if this is a hundred percent the reason, but I do think it's part of it where I find myself almost like punishing myself. Like whether that's like with like, okay, you have to have a really strict diet or you know what? You should be depressed today or you should feel down on yourself today. You don't deserve to have a healthy relationship. You should be alone. Like you should be miserable. And I wonder, I'm like, why do I, why do I think that? Like, why would I think that I deserve to be sad or miserable? And I think some of it comes back to like, you self-worth self-worth and like you're just thinking about like your past and like oh well in the past I've been this I was mean to this person this one time or I treated this person like crap this one time and like you can't forgive yourself and you're still holding on to those feelings so now it's like my subconscious is like well Shannon like you deserve to be miserable because you're a horrible person or you've made, made mistakes in the past and that's just like such a lie and it'll just like keep you in this like really really dark place so I completely agree with you where having, I think like, honestly, the boldness to literally look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I forgive you. And like, that doesn't mean that like, you know, I don't have to like deal with like the consequences of my actions, but like, I forgive you. And like, now we can let that go, not be living in the past. I think that's so important. I think in terms of like relationships, whether they're platonic or romantic, like if you're trying to forgive someone in a relationship that's ended and you don't feel like you've received closure. Like I know so many girls and I'm just saying girls because I feel like that's primarily our audience that will go back to the thing that hurt them Mm -hmm. because they want closure. Yeah. And until they get closure, they can't forgive that person or can't forgive the situation and can't truly move on. But you don't need that closure. I think if you have the strength to just take it for what it is and forgive. move on. Yeah, you forgive and you move on. It's it's hard, trust me. Like there's been times in my life when I'm like, well, I just want one more conversation. Yeah. Like if I just had the opportunity for one just more conversation. If, if, if a person could like explain it to me one more time. Like, no, get it through your thick skull, Abby. Like <laughs> we've all been there. Believe someone when they tell you things, whether or not you like it or not, like believe someone, believe their actions, believe their words. And then you're like, you're forgiving them is that closure that you need. Exactly. Regardless if you get it from the other person, because think about it. Why do you want the closure from the other person? Because you're still thinking about them. You don't need it from them. Like get it from yourself by literally letting it go. 
And the only way you can let it go is by forgiving. Um, I saw someone explain it to me like this recently. They said they were like, forgiveness doesn't change the other person. It doesn't affect them. Forgiveness changes you. It changes your heart. It gets allows you to get rid of like the bitterness, the resentment, the anger, like all those things you're feeling. Because to be honest, if you're walking around with all of those like negative emotions, like you're literally like, just trapping yourself. Like you're literally like just constantly in this world. Like you're almost like in a jail cell that you've like created for yourself because you're so bogged down by like anger, jealousy, bitterness, like all these things. And you forgiving them like in your heart, like that allows you to let those things go and to truly move on with your life. And it's, it's really, really hard to do it. Like it is because I know that we all have this idea where we're like, well, I don't, I don't want to let them off the hook that easily, but like, they don't even know they're on the hook, right? Like they might not know, they might not know that you feel this way. So why should you have to go through life suffering, feeling this way when they might just be like out there, like doing their thing? Like, I think in order to let go, like you have to be able to forgive and then you have to be able to move on. This might be a confusing question, but if you really think about forgiveness, like what is it? Like actually, what is it? Because Let's say someone cheats on you. Yeah. Let's just say that, for example. And you want to stay in the relationship, which you yeah. shouldn't, just FYI. You <laughs> want to stay in the relationship and try to work on things. What, like, what is forgiveness? Is that just changing your perspective? Like, is that all it really is, is changing, like, okay, like, this happened, I either accept it or I don't. Yeah. That's a really good question. Like what, like, because if you are having trouble forgiving someone, how can we help the baddies like actually get to that point? Cause I feel like it's so much easier said than done. That's so true. It is easier said than done for sure. And I feel like it's like, we're not just telling you, we're not just asking like, okay, I want to tell this person, Hey, like I forgive you. Cause if you don't forgive someone in your heart, it doesn't matter what you say out right. loud, right? Like you have to believe this. Um, so are you asking is forgiveness just like, Hey, saying I forgive you and just like pretending like it never happened or is it something deeper than that? Like, how can you, I guess, I guess, is it just changing your perspective on the situation? Because yeah. you can feel some type of way towards someone or something, but like, obviously you're not going to magically one day be happy about it. Yeah. So is it just acceptance? I think it's. And coming uh, to terms with it? I think it's actively working at something. Like, I think actively, it's kind of like a lot of the stuff we've been talking about lately where it's like, we have the power over our thoughts. We have the power to control like what we choose to think about and what we choose to like obsess over and things like that. And yeah, it's not going to go over. It's not going to go away overnight. Right. Like I think the whole term of like, Oh, you forgive and forget. It's not that easy. If I'm in a relationship with someone and they really, really hurt me, it's not like I can just wake up tomorrow and decide, Oh, I forgive them. and I'm over it. But I think it's like taking that action taking that step in the right direction that is going to then create behaviors that will help me to one day be able to fully forgive and fully be over it faster than I would if I just lived with all of that like anger towards that person. So like, for example, like my boyfriend, he hurts me, he cheats on me, we break up. It's, you know, I'm, I'm so upset over it. But if I can like wake up and be like, you know what? I 
like even saying it out loud, be like, I forgive Chad, <laughs> wait, Chad, in my heart. Like I forgive him. Maybe even writing it down, like I forgive him. Like all of the like the anger, the bitterness, like for whatever reason he did what he did, like that is not my problem anymore. Like I forgive him in my heart. This is not gonna like eat me alive anymore. This isn't going to destroy my day. I'm not gonna give him this power over me. I forgive him. And now I'm free. And maybe the first few times you say this to yourself or you say it out loud, that might not be the case, but I think eventually it will help. And then you think about, all right, like someone who's truly over something, what would they do? I would, you know, delete all the pictures. I would, if you want to unfollow him on Instagram, if you can't handle it, I wouldn't block. But if you want to unfollow, go for it. You, you know, just take that person out of your life. I think a lot of people think that forgiving means that you have to allow that person to stay in your life. And that's not the case. Forgiving doesn't mean, oh, you know, you have my forgiveness. That means that we can just move on and pretend like it never happened and stay in this bad relationship or stay in this toxic, toxic situation. I'm actually kind of saying the complete opposite. Forgiveness allows you to move on from that situation. Have you ever been in a, like a toxic relationship where you broke up, it ended badly, you were really hurt? And you chose not to forgive. And instead you're sitting there and you're thinking about the person and you're crying and you're angry and you're resentful and bitter. You're talking to all your friends about it. And you're like, just like so pissed off about this guy. Like, what does that end up making you do? What does it end up making you do? It ends up making you look bitter and bothered. Yes. But it also makes you still obsess over that person, mm -hmm. even if it's in a negative and they way. Have power over you they yes. have control over you it's like there's no such thing as bad publicity right it's the same thing like if chad breaks up with me and he broke my heart and i'm sitting here and i'm angry and i'm not forgiving him well i'm still thinking about him though i'm still thinking about him every day it might be in a negative way i might be talking badly about him to my friends but i'm still talking about him he's still at the forefront of my mind he's taking up so much room in my brain i'm still obsessing over him and think about how easy it is for those lines to start blurring from being angry at chad so all of a sudden I'm just dissecting everything he said to me. And then I start wondering, well, if, if this had happened, would our relationship not have ended that way? And what if this, and what if that? And then all of a sudden, maybe I'm looking back at our memories with rose colored glasses and I'm like wishing for the past. Like think about how easy it is for all those things to happen because I haven't decided to like let go of any of it. I think if I decided to forgive him, like maybe it doesn't happen overnight, but I'm making the choice of like, all right, I'm going to let this all go. I'm not going to obsess over it. I'm not going to think about him. Every time a thought about him enters my mind, negative or positive, like it's going to snap my <laughs> hair tie or like whatever it is I need to do to try to get that out of my mind. And I'm going to forgive and I'm going to move on. And I really, really think that like that is what allows you to truly move on and not just like harboring all this anger. I think... To answer my own question, forgiveness is a choice. Yeah. I think they they say, what is that quote? Love is a choice. Like you have to actively work at it every single day. Like yeah. love happiness isn't enough. Is happiness is a choice. Yeah. Love is a choice. And I think forgiveness is a choice. That's so true. Like you might one day be mentally in a good spot and think like, okay, I'm no longer going to let Chad have this power over me. I'm going to forgive him. And then the next day you might wake up on the wrong side of the bed and yeah. you might need to repeat that all over again. Uh -huh. And sometimes practice makes progress. I don't believe in practice makes perfect because no one's perfect. Practice makes progress. The more you practice something, the easier it'll come. 
Yeah. And one day you'll wake up and you will never think about that person again. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And like time really does heal. heal so many things. But I think like to your point, forgiveness is a choice. And I wondered like years and years ago, I, I was like, why is it that the worst, most toxic relationships where the guy treated me the worst, had no redeemable qualities, didn't care about losing me. Why, why was that the relationship that I couldn't get over? You know, like why, why was those situations ones that like eat me alive inside for so long? And it's because like, oh, I wasn't able to forgive that person. So I was just so constantly in this like negative thought loop thinking about them. And because of that, like I, I was just like, I wasn't over them because I was thinking about them every single day. So I do think it's a choice. And to your point, it's, it's not going to be, you know, perfect overnight, but that doesn't mean that you give up because sometimes it feels hopeless and you're like, will things ever change? Will I ever wake up in the morning and not think about him? But like you will one day you will, but you have to like really, really work at it. And the more that you put the effort into like focusing on yourself, forgiving people, like not holding on to like resentment and stuff, it's just going to make your life better. And it's such a powerful tool because eventually you're going to just feel like indifferent. Like you're not going to see the person. You're not going to be anger. You're not going to be like full of love. You're just going to be like, oh, I'm indifferent towards them. They're a person. They did what they did. That's not my, not my business, not my problem. Moving on. I think it's just swapping those negative emotions for a positive attitude. Yeah. Because a positive attitude will go a long way. And I feel like that's something I've had to work on in the past. Like, I feel like, I know I literally just said it in this episode, like I can be a negative Nancy. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I used to be really glass half full kind of, no, half empty, empty, glass half empty kind of girl. And I think it wasn't until... I stopped victimizing myself that I was like, okay, you know what? Like my life is not that bad. I have so many things to be grateful for Yeah, that I'm going to just focus on the positive because if I focus on the negative, like what is that? What does that get me? That's such a great point. What I learned about myself from this experience. Yeah. Like what did I learn from this? Even if like no situation is, like I can look at any situation and be like, you know what? Like this was a horrible situation. It was a bad relationship, but I realized how strong I am because of it. And like, I'm thankful for that. Like, I think it's important to look at things from that perspective. What was that quote? I feel like there was one in like middle school. It has like lesson and blessing in it. It was like every... Every situation is either a lesson or a blessing or something like that. Every situation. It's so that true. That sounds right. Um, I think the other thing too on this is like something that advice someone gave me once is they were like, a lot of us like to dissect the past a lot. So I think when you're thinking about like forgiveness, like, okay, how do I actually forgive? How do I let go? How do I move on? I think sometimes we get really caught in like, you know, we might be like, all right, I forgive them. But like, let me just try to like figure out like why it is that they did this or like why it affected me this way. I think that when you first endure the trauma or, you know, whatever situation it is that happened. I know at least for me, it's been like this in the past. It's okay to like, you know, talk it out, try to figure it out, get to like the root of it. Like, why did this happen to me? Why did I respond this way? Why did I have this emotional response? Why do I care so much, et cetera? I do think there's a point though, where continuing to like obsess and like live in the past. I don't know if that's always the most healthy thing to do for you long-term. At least it wasn't for me. Um, where I actually found like 
sitting there and like daydreaming and like thinking about the past and trying to understand like the why actually like hurt me and slowed me down from being able to move on and like work towards the future. Speaking of future, I've always been like a big believer of trying to live in the present. It's so hard for me to do, but I think that you can let your past and future steal your present. So true. And if you're constantly worried about your future and constantly worried about your past, like you're not living in the moment. You're not living in the current now. It's so true. What do they say? Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Yeah. And let it be a mystery. Let the, yeah. let the future be a mystery. Let the past be the past. Like I truly think that if we all just like practiced living just literally just take it day by day you will find that things aren't as bad as they seem yeah that's so true i completely agree with that did you i, I didn't know if you were looking up the quote or not no i couldn't find you it. couldn't find it oh no. that's sad i feel like we have like so many quotes lately it's like kind of beautiful <laughs> anyways bodies that is everything we have for you this week thank you so much for listening if you liked what you heard, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork no underscore. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, join our private Facebook group. They just did a little wine tasting meetup. It was the cutest thing ever. Yes. Um, they posted photos. Really love to see it. I know they're planning more. So get in the group now so you can join the next one. And we will see you baddies next week. See you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.